Hey everybody, just wanted to do an update to this podcast. Uh, the Blackhawks played last night, so I wanted to get some of the stats in here from yesterday's game and add it onto this podcast. So the Blackhawks lost to the Blue Jackets 7-4. to Brian Carpenter had a goal and an assist. Philip Kershaw had a goal and assist. It's really nice to see him kind of break through. Uh, Brett Connolly, Kirby Doc uh, also had assists, which is nice to see Kirby Doc continue on his point streak that he's got going on onto six games. Uh, Debrinkit and Entwistle both had assists, I'm sorry, goals, and Seth Jones, Patrick Kane, Dominic Kubelik, and Calvin DeHaan all had assists. So yeah, it was a high-scoring game. Uh, Seth Jones hit the post, I believe, like like two or three times, uh, which was crazy. It would have been nice if he could have, uh, you know, broke through on the score sheet. There was one where hit the post, bounced off another post, and it it didn't go in, which is uh, which is unfortunate. But Arvid Soderblom had a bit of a rough game last night. Uh, I don't think the defense was really that bad. I I, I just think that. You know, him being an AHL caliber goalie right now, uh, he hasn't really had an opportunity at the um, at the pro level. He got a big dose of it yesterday uh, versus the Blue Jackets. I, I would think that maybe uh, maybe they'll throw him in again tonight. Let him uh, let him let him shake off that bad that bad game yesterday, and give him an opportunity to uh, to kind of show himself. I think that he has some talent, but uh, definitely still wet behind the ears, you could say. And I think that he definitely needs uh, much more development. Um, I didn't see the Blue Jackets really being that much of a juggernaut yesterday. I just think that it was turned into uh, a bit of a shootout. At the end of the first period, it was three to two Blue Jackets. End of the second, it was um, it was four to three, and then in the third, uh, the uh, the Blue Jackets pulled away a little bit. Uh, you know, the, the Blackhawks they'd score a goal, then they, they would score. You know, and extend the lead to two two goals, and it seemed like the Blackhawks were chasing the game a bit, but. We're going to break into our podcast now. We'll go over the Jets game that we actually won. And if you were listening to this on Friday, the Blackhawks will be playing Dallas tonight. So hopefully uh, we can get a win in tonight's game. So uh, here we go. Cue the intro. Welcome back to the Chicago Tomahawk. I'm Mike. I got my line mate Matt with me. And today we're going to go over the Blackhawks versus Winnipeg Jets win, which is great. We're going to go over some Blackhawk news and some NHL news. But before we get into it, check out the FHN.net. We're an FHN uh, branded podcast and we want you guys to check them out. They have news and other podcasts on the site. That's FHN.net. And uh, give them some love. Give them a follow on Twitter. If you're not following us on Twitter, this is your first time. Give us a follow. We'd really appreciate it. And hit the subscribe button. It helps out the podcast. And it helps you not miss out on future episodes. So, Blackhawks versus Winnipeg Jets. You know, uh, the game ended in 3-1, to one, a win for the Blackhawks. But for the majority of the game, it was pretty tight. It was zero to zero for for quite a while. Then one to nothing. Then one to nothing. And um and you know it was uh, it's not c- quite one of those you know they're up you know 3 to nothing the whole game and you know Winnipeg scores late in, in the game it wasn't one of those but we got goals from Kaner Debrinkit and Hagel uh, Kirby Doc had two helpers as well as Kane uh, Flurry had an, a helper on that one as did McCabe so uh, man how about that wrister from Debrinkit man that's his uh, tw- 28th of the season he's fifth in goals in the league that was, uh, what, from the top of the circles? Yep, elite shooter. Wow. And I've been saying as soon as he is 
eligible to get a contract extension, we need to give it to him because he. the longer we wait, the more he's going to demand. That's just how good he is. Yep, and uh, that's going to be this summer. He's eligible as of July 1st for an extension on his contract, as are Kane and Taves. So we'll be seeing some possible you know, rumors on what kind of uh, what kind of contracts they'll want, you know, hopefully, you know, around the $5 million range. Taves, on the other hand, you know, he could be, you know, maybe thinking retirement, you know, we don't know. But, you know, we'll get to that, uh, you know, at another time. Uh, Fleury had 31 saves. I thought Fleury had a pretty strong game, man. He had, uh, he didn't seem to be flout, you know, fl- flopping around in his in his crease. He looked really strong. Yeah, he, he you know what, the, the last couple weeks he's been good. I, obviously, St. Louis was a, uh tough game yeah but uh he's he's usually pretty consistent since the i since the coaching change i think he's been a very solid goalie sam lafferty had a nice opportunity in close in the first period i think this guy's got a lot of potential and just needs you know that opportunity to break through you know maybe like a little puck luck you know so that he could start banging some in i'll be honest with you man if lafferty could score say 15 goals a season, I think that he'd be a huge addition to the team. Yeah, that that trade's working out great, I think. Um, I don't, I'm not really sure what Nylander's, if he's even up on the big club in Pittsburgh, but uh, yeah, this guy's kind of reminds me of a little bit quicker David Bolin. I could kind of see him taking on that checking role, maybe sure. in the future. Uh, I don't know what the Hawks have planned for him, but uh, I'm sure he, he's going to be a you know, cheap contract, uh, cheap uh, hit, it might be worth it to hold on to him. Yeah, 100%, especially if we can get him for, you know, like a million or so. I mean, who knows? We got Hagel for 1.8. I don't know how they got that deal. but well, yeah. uh, that's why clubs are calling for him. They can't believe his his value and the money and right. the term. It's, it's crazy. Right. Uh, Murphy had a good game, saved an opportunity in the first. Uh, Fleury had made two saves. The puck trickled out into an, an open net area, and uh, and Murphy cleared it out. I thought he had really good awareness on that play. It really really caught my attention. But um, and I'll I'll be honest with you. I think I think uh, Murphy's been pretty solid, man. He's been uh, you know he just hasn't hasn't been noticeable in a bad way. And uh, when I do notice him, he's making good plays, which is, you know, what you want out of a defenseman. Yeah, I I agree with that. I I think on any other team, he would probably be like a third pairing guy, but, you know, we don't really have the depth like other teams do. So he's a pretty decent uh, top four guy here. Yeah. Uh, so Marc-Andre Fleur, we're going to move on to our Blackhawks news. He had an interesting interview with Phil Thompson from the Chicago Sun-Times. Now I'm just going to paraphrase this, but uh, you know, uh, Marc-Andre Fleury said that he enjoyed his time in Chicago. He hasn't had any discussions with the Blackhawks personally, but he believes his agent has. Uh, he wishes the team was winning more and higher in the playoff race, and he loves his teammates and the fans around town have been very good to him. And, you know, that kind of says a lot about a guy, you know, because, you know, yeah, I mean, they do play play games and yeah they practice but you know they also have like their personal lives and you know if they're out and about town and you know people are spitting at them I'm sure they're really not going to want to aren't really going to want to stay but uh, I I think that it's it's pretty uh it's it's pretty interesting that you know that he's uh he doesn't want to you know get traded because he wants some stability for his family and you know at, at his age you know that's completely understandable uh but if he does 
if he does get traded, he wants to go to a team that's uh, that's looking to win. Uh, as we mentioned in our last podcast, he's turned down an opportunity to go to the Capitals. Uh, number one, I don't think that they're in a position to win anything this year. Uh, number two, as Matt has mentioned, considering the wars that he's had with Washington over the years during his time in Pittsburgh, I don't think it's really too... Um, and too surprising that he would turn down an opportunity uh, to go there. Uh, I think that he would turn down an opportunity to go to Edmonton uh, as well. This is just me speculating, but um, I don't think that uh, he wants to, he, I think that he'd want to go to a team like maybe, um, you know, maybe Colorado, maybe uh, I would I would think that he would definitely want to go to a Blues team if they needed help or if they're looking for something like that. But uh, he also mentioned that he wants to play for another year. Now, here's something for us to think about. You know, we're talking about Marc-Andre Fleury leaving now and in and, and, and the trade deadline. And then, but he's talking about maybe not leaving and sticking it out for another in Chicago. If that happens. Let's talk about the team uh, a second here. We've got Debrinkit, we've got Hagel, we've got McCabe, we've got Seth Jones, we've got um, Connor Murphy, we've got um, who else do we got here? Man, Kirby Doc, and the, the I would probably say these are the pieces, and Kevin Lincoln. In. These are the pieces that. I would probably say would be like the core of their team right now of what they would want to build something around. I'm not sure what's going to go on with Tyler Johnson. I don't know if he's going to want to come back for a cat, uh, you know, uh, take a cut to, to play again. Um, not sure where his health is at, you know, going into next season, you know, we're just going to speculate for next season, but do you think the Blackhawks would be in a position with maybe picking up a few guys, another center, um, and maybe another D-man, or even better, it's time for Ian Mitchell to come up to the to the big game, and we shore up our defensive end with some of these prospects that have been maturing in, in Rockford. What do you think, Matt? Yeah, funny you say Mitchell, because I, I actually just watched a few clips of him, and man, he looks good. He's skating the puck up well. I think he was in a shootout, too. He made a really nice move, almost like a forward-like move. And uh, as for Flurry, uh, it kind of honestly him saying he wants to play another year kind of threw me off a little bit. I had the impression this was his his last year. You know, uh, I don't think it would be smart for the Hawks to resign him only because I think you're just hurting Kevin Lincoln. In. I think this guy he needs the net now. You know, he's kind of, it's kind of, if you think about it, it's been a wasted season for him. He's been hurt. You know, Flurry's been kind of, they've been riding him hard and uh, he hasn't really gotten that much time. And then when he, when he did get in, I thought Lincoln was good. The last game yeah. he played, he was fantastic. Yeah. And he got, I think he got a hand injury or something, but. Yeah, he did. He stood on his head all night. I, as much as I like Flurry, and I would love to see him play again, I think this will hurt Lincoln's development. And I think it's sooner or later, you you have to give him that net. He's got to take it like we did with Crawford. I, I remember when uh, Niemi was traded and they signed Turco and they had Crawford. And it's like, all right, we don't want to give it to Crawford yet, but it's like, okay, Turco's over the hill. Let's, we got to, we got to give, we got to give Corey his net now. 
And they finally did, and, and it, the rest is history. Two cups right. later, I mean, y- you gotta, we gotta try this. But if I think I would try to trade Flurry any way I can, I there's teams out there like I think I've heard the Rangers are interested in a backup option. Uh, and I've I still have this little feeling that Pittsburgh is gonna still want him. I, I Jari, you know, he's having a great season, but. Let's face it, man. He hasn't done anything in the playoffs yet. And if it doesn't work out, you got Marc-Andre Fleury, who's been there before and knows how to win. I think it'd be a great option for um, Pittsburgh to bring him back. So let me ask you, what if what if Fleury is like, you know what? I want to stay in the league another year. I'm going to sign a cheap deal. And you know what? If it's time for for Kevin Lankinen to to take the net, that's fine. I just want to I just want to I just want to play. I'll be a 1B. Would you take him at that point? Uh, I I don't know. I I I'd rather I'd rather get the value. I'd rather get like a asset in return for him. Okay. And you and okay, so say Mark Andre Fleury moves on. Who do we move up? Do you think Soderblom would be the backup or do you think that he's ready for that because this no. guy seems like he's he's kind of come up out of nowhere and he's he's making a big impression. Well, see, this is the thing. I don't think Fleury is going to sign here to be a backup, especially his last year of playing. Right. Why would he waste his time? <laughs> you know, so I think the Hawks could maybe go out and get a, you know, maybe we trade for somebody and like, uh, say like New York, that uh, Gorgiev. Right. He, he, you know, he's played some games. He's got some experience. And who knows? Maybe he'll, he could be the future here. You, you never know. But I would like to see a goaltender like that. I don't want any old dinosaur goalie yeah. like, James Reimer, uh, Craig Anderson, they're great. They were good back in the day. I'm not bashing those guys, but I'd like to see just a, like a Steve Bernier type of guy who's kind of jumped around a little bit, but he's a very solid backup. Uh, even Marazic, I think. I was he's actually a, just going to mention him. Yeah, Jason Mur- or Peter Marazic. Yeah, without he, the E. <laughs> yeah, he's very good. So somebody like that, I think. I mean, I love Flurry. It's been awesome watching him. He's so likable. Great pro. I mean, I'm sure all the the NHL players, if they took a, a vote saying who's the the coolest guy in the NHL, he would probably win. Just this this has his personality is, but I just don't think it would be the right thing to do for the Hawks. Hmm. Really interesting, especially considering how liked he is. You know, I it, it I think that him saying that he wants to play another year has really kind of you know, thrown a monkey wrench into kind of everything in a way, because I yeah. thought that it was going to be Lincoln's, um, Lincoln's net next year. But then at the same time, you know, you know, Lincoln's got a hand injury now. How long is it going to take for him to come back from that rehab? You know, all of that stuff, you know? Yeah. I, I would love, love to see Flurry stay, but I mean, I just, if, what if he's going to, what, what kind of money deal do you think he would like three, four million? I would just say maybe four, the- 4.5. That's a lot of money for yeah. a, say like a one year deal. That's that's a good a solid defenseman, you know, and a a, a depth defenseman four yeah. million dollars. So yeah, I think that's something that. Well, the thing is, like right now, it's kind of hard to talk about an extension or a trade when we don't even have an official GM. I think right. <laughs> they got to get this going because like news like this just makes it harder for the Hawks. It does. It does. Yeah. And you know, ironically, that you talk about the GM, the Blackhawks uh, came out today that they have said they've been interested in Teresa. Uh, I'm sorry if I say this wrong. Resch. I've seen it. Uh, 
you know, said it a, a couple ways. Uh, she's the Toronto Raptors VP of Basketball Operations and Player Development. Uh, she was part of the staff that won the 2019 NBA championship. She has experience with basketball and the business operations side of, of, of the business. Uh, has a good reputation. It's been said to be a high-level visionary type thinker and long-term planner. And, you know, these are a lot of things that you kind of want to hear from um, from the talent that you're looking to bring in. Uh, how, how does basketball translate into hockey? I'll tell you what. Um, there are some similarities. They both have a grind of a season, of an 82-game season. Um, but as far as that, maybe th- she could see things from a, maybe a different development standpoint on, uh, on, on hockey players. I don't know, man. They're definitely thinking outside the box. I like some of the things that I've, that I've heard about her. Uh, what do you think, Matt? Yeah, I, I read a TSN article about her, which is great. Yeah, good for her. She's very successful, but, uh, like you said, the only thing in common with basketball and hockey is the 82 games. Right. Uh, the they're different athletes. Uh, sorry, I I watched a guy yesterday get hurt and it didn't even look that bad. And then you see a guy, you know, taking a shot to the side of the face and he's just goes puts puts a cage on it, comes back. The, there's definitely <laughs> the toughness is definitely different. Yeah. But as for her, I mean, it's cool. I I just don't. I, I'm not a fan of the other sports coming in. Even the baseball. I, yeah. It's totally different. Hockey's always you need a hockey-minded person. I think it would be cool if she agreed to come in and be like an assistant, you know, and give yeah. you know some different perspectives. But ultimately, I think you need a hockey-minded GM. Yeah, I would probably say another another commonality between basketball and hockey is that just the the grind, you know, the grind on the body and trying to you know, keep it, um, trying to keep it in shape for the the eighty two games and then the push, uh, you know, through the playoffs. I would yeah. say it's more than, you know, than, I mean, baseball, I mean, yeah, you you play just about every day, but you're standing about 75% of the time, aren't you? And spitting seeds out. And spitting yep. seeds and chewing yeah. gum and staring and out into paid, the stands. And getting paid more. <laughs> you're going on the, DL, <laughs> yeah. on the IR yeah. for 55 yeah. games and you get paid, you know. So, um, yeah, man, I, I, I like the outside the box thinking. I, I like these people because I like that they bring different ideas to, to things where it might spark something in like a hockey guy, you know, it was like, Oh, wow. Yeah. I've never even thought of that before here. This is how we do it in hockey. What do you think? You know, it's like uh, Moneyball. They're trying yeah. to find those types of, you know, like, like they said at the, the end of that movie, you can't, you can't change the game. <laughs> and you know, he, he never won. Did he Billy B never won? So no, I mean, he kept them competitive on a, yeah, for really cheap though. Yeah, he, with the analytics, that yeah. it was cool, but yeah. in the end, it's all about getting the, they the rings. You know what, though? They wouldn't pay, though. They wouldn't pay for for, for big-name guys. That was the thing. He, he did the best he could with what he had, right. and he used a, a fresh mind, and, you know, it worked. Yeah. Getting to the playoffs, a good, what, they win 21 games in a row, which is yeah. very impressive for baseball. It's crazy. Uh, it, honestly, any sport, 21 games in a row is awesome. But... Um, yeah, I I think looking at all these these names out there, I think my new favorite would be that Matthew Darsh from Tampa Bay. Okay, I think this guy has been in a winning culture for a long time. He's he had 
obviously Stevie Y before. I think he the new GM is Breeze Y, I want to say. And, you know, he makes some good moves. He, he signed some guys to some fair deals. And I think this guy has been around a winning culture for a while. I'd like to see him bring that here. And he, they draft well, too. And you know he's in on those meetings. That's, that's huge. So right. I think, honestly, if they have the best goalie in the world, they have the best defenseman in the world, and they have some pretty damn good forwards, too. That's really impressive to put that all together. And, you know, being able to keep them. I know they had to get rid of some other pieces, but they're still good. It's not like the 2010 Hawks team where we had to pretty much dismantle the whole roster. And we barely made the playoffs the next season. Tampa is consistent. They've been so consistent since we beat them in 2015. Right. So that's that's somebody I really like. And I'm hoping that they give this guy a bigger look. So moving on, Jonathan Saves has started working out but isn't ready to come back yet. He could begin skating soon, so it looks like he is starting to improve a bit. Uh, Taves' concussion issues uh, from a few years ago have pretty much stayed at bay, and he hasn't had any issues with that. You know, thank goodness. But, you know, we, we're hoping to get him back soon and, and healthy. You know, if, if Taves is going to start having concussion issues, man, I mean, I, that pretty much you know, kind of— you know, w- yeah. what does he want to do, you know? Hang, hang him up. Yeah, it's not worth it. Especially after the career he's had. You know, I'd hate to see him, you know, go have some long-term like issues. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to see him go down like that. I remember his two concussions were from two dirty plays, too. Yeah. Uh, Willie Mitchell out of the box and uh, Joe Thornton just uh, shot to the face. Yeah. It was just a joke. And nothing yeah. happened to those guys. Not a damn thing. Yeah, I think the league was a little different back then. Yep. So Kirby Duck could finally be uh, progressing forward in his development. Doc has five points in his last five games and is starting to shoot the puck a bit more. Um, these are great because he's usually a pass-first guy. So if he's coming in, you could pretty much guarantee he's going to pass the puck. But if he's shooting it now, that's going to change how he's defended. And if he's being defended differently, then he can you know, pass it off on the wing to you know, a shooter like Kubalik or, um, or even uh, Kaner to, to bury it. He's been playing good on both sides of the ice as well. Defensively, defensively, he's using his stick well, and offensively, he's he's uh, using his skating to create opportunities, uh, which I really, really like. I don't know what it is, but um, maybe he's starting to buy into uh, his own legend a little bit, and he's just out there grinding away, but, uh, but it's great. The only thing is his face-offs need a lot of attention. I think he's at like 38% at the dot, and that really needs to improve. You know, we've been really lucky having a Taser on the team for so long, taking those taking those face-offs and practically being at a, at a 60% clip year in and year out. Uh, what do you think about Doc's play? Yeah, I think he's playing with more confidence. You could see he's happy. You know, he's contributing. He's getting excited out there and you know what just take the pressure off yourself i mean it yeah if you think about it it, it you're it's kind of a it the seasons you know, i don't think they're going to make the playoffs so go out there to try to get better for next year work on your game and you got really nothing to lose right now so just just go out there and have fun with it you know i think of this matt if if kirby doc was say 55% from the dot could we really complain a lot about him at this point after the last three, four games, no, no. Beginning of the year, I think he was still hurt, nursing that wrist injury, and who who knows? Like, I, like we said, the Hawks, they really rushed him. Not the Hawks, Bowman. Yeah. Bowman had no other options. 
and he had to get him on the roster as soon as possible. They rushed him, but this is a guy that you you got to like protect. Look look at Reichel. What they're doing with Reichel right now is what they should have done with Doc. They should have protected him, give him a give him a little taste of the the show. And say, all right, we're going to send you back down. Keep working on your game. Reichel's having a great season down there. I think he's got like 17, 18 goals. So he's on pace for maybe 30 this year. So in the AHL. But I, I like it's too late now. The Doc's here. So just uh, just cherish him, you know, like, like take care of him. Yeah, I agree. I think that he still has a ton of potential that he could live up to. A lot of people are looking to write him off, and I'm just not willing to do that yet. Now, yet. are we going to give him the 8.5 that uh, Jack Hughes is getting when it's <laughs> it's time for contract time? No, absolutely not. But uh, I think that Doc, if he starts putting up 30 goals a season, you know, there's a there's we we know we could talk about you know uh, we could talk about money after that. But he's going to be due a contract pretty soon. Two million. Give him two million for three years and bridge it out. And yeah. say, hey, prove it, kid. Prove that you're better than Jack Hughes because you possibly could be. Yeah. Yeah, Jack Hughes is small. He adds a lot of, um, you know, he, he can change the game, you know, offensively. But I think Doc is more, I, I think that he's more effective on both the defensive side and the offensive side of the puck. I think he can be. He can be a difference maker winning uh, winning faceoffs, hunting down pucks, uh, shooting the pucks, setting up, uh, setting up guys. You know, he skates really, really well, man, in the, in the center yeah. of the ice. The only downside of his game is his is his faceoff percentage, really. He's more creative, I think, than Hughes. I think yeah. Doc can make better passes, and he sees the game better. Yeah, Jack Hughes is just going to put up numbers. That's it. He's going to just get his he's points good. and stuff. He, yeah, he's good. At eight million though, no way, no way for eight, 8. years. 5. He all all he's all that the Devils did is make it harder on all these other teams though. Yeah, because not I mean, look at Brandon Hagel could be like Jesus. I should have just been patient. I got double the amount of career points than this guy already. So yeah, thank God we got him for cheap. We're gonna get him. We're gonna have to pay yeah. him six point five. Man, it's insane. It's just crazy. And the Devil, they're gonna regret that if he's you know putting. 50 points up a season that's not that's not eight million worth but no. hey they they believe in their guy good for them but it's just making it harder for these gms though what makes it worth it man what is like the the point threshold of production that makes 8.5 million worth it as uh, to a player for you i i think if he if he put up 35 goals maybe 80 points 82 point a game type of guy Okay, that's uh, I understand. Yeah, we gotta we gotta pay the guy because if he's gonna be putting up a point a game, that's helping our team. But how many points did he have at the time when we talked about it? Like fifty career points. Yeah, in like three seasons. That that's not. Come on, man. That's they gotta get the bridge deal back in for these young kids that are just demanding crazy amount. But I mean, they they offered it to him. I don't blame him for taking it. No, I would have done the same I thing. Taken it. <laughs> yeah, for sure, but. I mean, come on. I, mean, I, I guess if you have the space and you're having trouble drawing fans and, you, you know, you could do it. But, geez, like, look these kids that are coming up now that are, like, Trevor Zegers, he's putting up good numbers. What's he going to—that's his friend. Yep. Jack Hughes is his friend. Yep. He's He's got more skill than Jack Hughes. We, we've seen his— you How know, does his, he not ask for 8.5? And you know what? They're probably going to give it to him, too. They probably have to. Yeah, I mean they're gonna have to. I mean, I think he's got two years left, but who knows how? The, if the game grows and the the salary caps going up, they they might have they might have no choice. Yeah, 
Zegers is he's a great player, man. Yeah, he's got a good personality, and it's a shame he's yeah, on the he Ducks. I'm not bashing the Ducks, but they don't get the the press like say the Hawks, Tampa, the Maple Leafs, the the Bruins. If he was on a big market team, he could be the face of the NHL. Yeah, if he's he was on, do you think buried. that do you think that him being on a on a big market team might hinder his uh, production or maybe his development? No, I think it would be he'd be, be even better. He was, I think he's the type of, I think he's like a caner. He loves the spotlight, yeah. the Hollywood type of vibe. Yeah. And I think, I think he, the, he'd be a great face to the NHL. And, you know, he went out to that all-star game. He was that ridiculous, like lacrosse deke he did yeah. on the ice. That's amazing, dude. Not a lot of guys can do that. And he's a, just a kid. Yeah. So this guy doesn't even look like he got his driver's license yet. That's how young he looks. So yeah, same thing for Doc, man. It's yeah. But this that's awesome for the Ducks. They got a great player and I mean they got a good little team too. I mean they're they were red hot at the beginning of the season and you know, they I knew down. eventually they yeah, it's just you got an old captain who's great guy. I like Getzloff and he's a good leader for these guys, but they're they're up and coming, man. So yeah. Hopefully they can get get a couple wins in the near future, but they they got some good pieces. I I'd say they got better pieces than the Hawks do right now. I think of Phil Kessel, and you know, I mean, he was good in Toronto, but I think that he played his best hockey in Pittsburgh. Oh yeah, I mean, if the less pressure, yeah. I mean, there's pressure, but not Maple Leaf not pressure. Like Toronto, and you get to play alongside with Melkin, who yeah. was pretty much healthy for that. Yeah, he those was. stretches they had. And he's just a shooter, and he can, for a fat dude, he can gun, man. He can skate. <laughs> I mean, he's another name that we got to talk about because I think he's going to end up on a playoff team, and he's going to – his numbers aren't crazy this year, but he could play. He proved he could play in big games. Yeah, I, I've, I'm i a fan of his, man. I think that – I think that he could really turn it around for a team that's looking to be competitive in the playoffs to add some offense to him. I'd like to see him go back to Pittsburgh. Yeah, too, I was man. just going to say that. Yeah. You know, Sidney Crosby just scored his 500th goal against the hated Flyers. You know, Monster. what a coincidence, huh? <laughs> 50, 50th career goal against the Flyers, and it was his 500th. Crazy. That's so funny because his cap hits 8.7 million. Yeah, he took that deal because it was his, his number. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> That's funny. You know, he's lived up to the hype, man. Three, 100%. Uh, three Stanley Cups as captain, 1,000 uh, points, 500 goals. He just pretty much sealed, uh, we, which he didn't even need to get 500 goals to get. He's a Hall of Famer, no doubt about it. And uh, Pittsburgh's lucky. You know, he our, Taves was... I think if Taves was healthy and more consistent, he could be a 500 goal guy too. Yeah. Just at the beginning of his career, he looked like he was more of a shooter and a goal scorer, but uh, yeah, you know, it just didn't really turn out that way. I'm still grateful for the three cups. He's like our Crosby, but man, I don't think I think Crosby could play till he's 40 and still yeah. be a point a game guy. Yeah, which I think is so just too. impressive. Just the way he takes care of himself. He, you know, he doesn't, uh, you know, he doesn't really get hit much because he's just so good he's like almost like grease you know you try to hit him right. he kind of rubs right off you yeah he does yeah. you know it's really funny like his skating ability you know that he kind of weaves in and out you know he'll open up his hips and and, and turn around guys you know and uh you know he'll kind of go in a circle in a way around in the you know by the by the by the circles but uh he's he he doesn't get like laid out you know no never and 
and that's what makes him. It's like Nicholas uh, Lindstrom. He he was the same way when he had the puck, and yeah, just very smart player. I think he'll he'll put up a point a game till he retires. Yeah, uh, you know, Taves and and, and Crosby are, are. I think they're two different types of players. You know, Taves, his. I think that his defensive abilities around the puck really started to stick out um, as he became, as the Hawks were becoming a champions. And I think he just went with it. You know, I think that it was natural for him and he really took to that. Crosby, on the other hand, isn't as good as Taves is on the defensive side of the puck, but he's an offensive dynamo. I'm not saying he's not responsible defensively. I'm saying he's not as good as Taves was defensively. Yeah. But uh, he made up for that uh, on the offensive side of the puck and he set guys up. You know, uh, you know, Taves had some good point numbers, you know, during his during his time too, but um, you know, injuries I, I think have really plagued him. Uh, th- uh, through his career, though, and 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 Sid had that uh, what that eighteen months to twenty two months of concussion issues. They took their time with it, which was the smart thing to do. And he came back, and he hasn't had any any issues since they put those issues to rest. Uh, Taves, they did the same thing with Taves. Uh, you know, they they kind of, they kept them off and until he was yeah. really ready to come back, and he did, and and he's been successful, you know, since. So. Um, so yeah, man. I hope that um, if he if he's healthy and come back, he can because he was really starting to turn it up, man. He was he was turning it around. You could tell that his fitness was better and he was uh, more adapted to the to the game than he was at the beginning of the season. So Tapoli scored in his debut, man. I still can't believe what they gave up to get him, though, Matt. Would you would you have paid the the price to get Tapoli? If you're going for it, yes, and you're gonna you know be. You're gonna you're going for a Stanley Cup. You're gonna be getting a high draft pick. I think it's win win for both teams. And uh, Tyler DeFoley, you know, he's played with Sutter. He's a Sutter guy with the the Kings, two cups. I think it was a great trade, and I, I think it's a good trade for uh, the Canadians because when you're bad and you need first round talent, first round pick talent, and that they're gonna stockpile. I think they're gonna get probably two more first rounders. Wow. So they're gonna be in good shape. Why don't you break down the rest of the NHL news for us, buddy? Sure. Uh, we got uh, Ben Sherratt and Petrie from the Canadians also on the trade block. They could also draw first-round picks. That's what I was, like, was just saying. I think that um, Ben Sherratt is pro- – I think he's injured right now, but a lot of teams were calling about him because he's a – he's a, he was very good in the final last year against the uh, Canadian or the, the Lightning. And a lot of that's when he he got noticed very, uh, you know, the league was very into this guy. And I, I think he's going to land somewhere and uh, the Canadians probably will get a first rounder for him for sure. Hmm. Um, I, who knows, though? He's hurt. So it could be it could be a couple weeks, but might be a decent top four guy to get. And uh, oh, by the way, did you watch the Panthers Canes game last night on I, TNT? I did not. I did okay. not. I'm sorry. I did so night. <laughs> that, that was a it was a playoff like game, man. That's how intense it was. Wow. I give credit to the crowd in Carolina. They they were loud. They were cheering on, you know, uh penalty kills when they were clearing the puck. It was, and it's it's cool to see. They're not just cheering for goals, they're cheering for, you know, plays. And it was cool to see. But that was a very good game. The Panthers won an OT. 
And uh, just wanted to get to uh, Barkov, man. This guy scored a highlight real goal last night. He kind of reminds me of Marion Hosa. Like, where they're at right now, they got, you know, they got uh, Jonathan Huberdeau, who's like the cane right now. He's putting up a bunch of points. Barkov, like Hosa, scoring crazy goals, playing good two-way. And if, what's his name? Bobrowski is finally living up to that $10 million a year cap hit he's been playing good too and i think this is going to be this could be a playoff matchup this is going to be awesome man i think it's going to go seven and it's going to be these guys are going to come one of these guys are going to come out of the east mm. yeah i think well we've we've mentioned it before huberto's it's like he's not even on anybody's radar he's such a great player uh, Barkov, you know, he's, I mean, they, they've essentially got what the Blackhawks did, you know, a decade yeah. ago. And, um, you know, Barkov is an excellent center. Yeah, very, very good. Uh, he's underrated. Both of them are, Huberto and Barkov, like the Kane and Taves, if you will. They're, if, you know, they don't get enough press because they're in South Florida. And the other team in Florida is a back-to-back Stanley Cup champion. <laughs> so, I... I'm curious. Florida has to make a jump this year. They have to. They got to get over the hump. They have to make some noise. I think they should be very active at the deadline. If I'm the Panthers GM, I think it's Zito. I'm calling Dallas. I'm getting Pavelski because I want a big name, you know, guy that's clutch in the playoffs. I think he would fit in perfect on the Florida team. He's a finisher, especially on that team, dude. If he doesn't, he won't have any pressure. No, and you put him on the top six. You you put him on the top line if you want. You put him with those two boys. Oh man, he that's going to be a scary team, very scary. So so Matt, I was curious if you know we were talking about this yesterday. If you wanted to mention, um, if you want to mention Jack Eichel's uh, contributions yesterday. Shut out. Yeah. Well, I thought he. Oh, would what did make I say was going to happen? Nothing. You, you said a, <laughs> you said a couple weeks. I went the opposite route, and yeah. I was wrong. Okay, good for you. you but I think uh, he's gonna he's gonna be fine. Yeah. Yeah, obviously, it's gonna take him a while. But yeah. I thought he would have, you know, had so much uh, adrenaline going out there. Eichel's gonna get like two goals, but yeah. he uh, he said something funny after the game. I don't know if you heard it. The the reporters asked him. When was the last time you played? And Eichel goes, I don't remember, but I'm sure we lost. Another <laughs> another blow at the another Buffalo burn. Sabres. Yeah. <laughs> Just one more burn to the Sabres. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think that he's going to need a little bit. Just like you said, he probably has got a ton of adrenaline, you know, and, and he's, uh, and you know, that's not good. You need to play loose. And um, I think he's happy to be playing hockey again. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what he does. I didn't think that he was going to do anything yesterday just because it was his first game back. And, and it was the abs. Yeah. Maybe they should have, like, you know what? We're going to put you in against the Sabres or, yeah. you know, some, <laughs> something like like the Coyotes. The go out go out there, kid. Have fun. This, this is a big game for yeah. both the teams. And Colorado's a powerhouse. I can't stand them yeah, or their either. fans. But their, their fans are... Pretty funny on Twitter, actually. They they Kirby Doc sucks because he got blown away by Kel McCarr. Okay, Kel McCarr blows everybody away. So yeah, he does. Congratulations. When was uh, when was your last Stanley Cup with Patrick with the All Star team, the Western yeah. Conference All Star team? Come on. Yeah, no kidding. Nathan McKinnon, you know, hasn't done much in the playoffs, so 
Let's see. Let's see what you guys can do before you're going to talk all this crap to the poor Blackhawks fans. <laughs> so, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Go Blues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that they're going to meet in the playoffs, man, and I think the Blues are going to come out on top. I hope so. Well, cool, man. Well, everybody, that's all that we got for you tonight. Do us a favor if you haven't, hit subscribe. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter if you have not. We respond you know, practically to everybody. If you want to come on and talk shit or, or whatever, it's all good. But uh, thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one. This is the Tomahawk, and we're out of here.